The mics are hot. The mics are hot. In honor of the goon who's not present, introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood maths podcast. I'm your host, Ben Seibel, and as always, I'm joined by my main man, Jay Bonnie. He's in the he's in the the not so immaculate vibe studio right now. We'll have to rename it while these weird these weird times are here. Um, uh, we are uh, your friendly neighborhood mass podcast, as we said, and uh, we're we're really gonna. My dog's attacking me again. Oh my gosh! I want to put him in a cage. Milo just podcast. <laughs> my, my Milo. <laughs> yep. Okay. He's going. To, hold on. He's confirmed it with that bark. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hold on. Let me mute myself. Legit. Wow, for the listeners, he Ben is muted now and has removed his headset. And it it, it looked on the camera like Milo dragged him off screen. <laughs> that can't be what has happened. Milo's he's like a medium-sized dog, probably weighs like 20, 30 pounds, you know. But it's a handful for Ben. But he's back now. Uh, ben, oh, are you talking about my dog? Back. Did, did Milo drag you <laughs> off the screen or what? what, what well, that? he was like about to like jump like attack me he's been really aggressive lately and uh when he gets really hyped up it's really hard to to get him uh back down to like i have to either give him a treat or like distract him with another shoe toy and i, I should have just put him in the case to begin with anyway um i guess uh we're, we're really trying to recap the 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 mavs week uh, of madness basically since our last pod we talked about the Tim Cato piece that broke, you know, the story of how the Mavs front offices had a lot of holes in it, potentially the shadow GM called Haralabob or whatever, Haralabob Volgaros or whatever. And he was making a lot of these decisions based off analytics because he's a professional gambler, gambler. And this was like throwing the Mavs Twitter for a frenzy. And we were just kind of reacting to that and how crazy it is. Like, what are we going to, what are they going to do now? That's kind of where we were at after that with Donnie Nelson, Rick Carlisle, Mark Cuban, all being like held in question of like how you let this guy come in here and do these, you know, make these decisions. And um, his relationship with Luca was in question also. So I think it, in in unison all of a sudden the Mavs fans had a scapegoat for us to be like fire this guy get him out of here let's just start with that and then we can kind of address everything else because he's you know he, he he we we thought he was you know the main thing when really uh the next day I think the next day after the story came out and everybody was reacting to it Donnie Nelson GM, head of basketball operations for the Mavs, has been with the team since 1998, just steps down from his position. And the word on the street is, or like the, the assumption is that um, Donnie Nelson was the source for Tim Cato's story. So he was informing Tim Cato, like, hey, like this shadow GM is making all of these terrible choices like i'm trying to do my job but he you know mark cuban is putting a lot of confidence in this guy that's not been confirmed but that's kind of a theory that he was maybe mark cuban was taking it out on on donnie and be like hey like um you know the the whole 
you can't leak that, that kind of information to a store, you know, and make us look bad. So maybe he just let him go. And that's why, but really um, that's kind of where I want to start. Cause there's a lot of, um, I want to say that Donnie Nelson has like almost had there in, in Mavs Twitter, especially um, our, one of our co-hosts, Andrew Bennett is not a, not a Donnie Nelson fan. And he was, he had asked us, prior to his firing, like, Hey, can I just have a pod where I talk about how bad of a job that John Donnie Nelson did and all the, you know, terrible trades, all of the terrible signings, all the terrible drafts. Like there's a long list of things that, you know, he's been able to get away with maybe because he helped put the championship team together and like, okay, like we'll give him some slack or whatever. So, but there's a lot of, a lot of fans like Andrew that are just like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe we still have this guy making decisions for our team. So fortunately he's not here, but I kind of wanted to get, you, you know, Jay's, I want to get your point of view um, on the whole Donnie Nelson just, you know, saying sayonara to, to the franchise after all his time. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. As everybody's been saying, it's crazy. But really, I think Donnie Nelson leaving and as we'll get to Rick leaving, I think it shows which. Uh, excuse, silly ESPN announces there. Um, I think it shows which side the front office is actually on. You know, I, I think Bob is actually he's actually the guy now. You know, I think he's really he's got more weight than we thought. You know, people talking about shadow GM. He really is a shadow GM because now we fired the real GM and we fired fired the coach. Like, um, so I mean, I almost feel better about it because it just shows that we're making progress. You know, it shows that like, okay, yeah, like the story drops, the front office is in chaos, it's fractured. Where do we go from here? I'm glad that very soon afterwards we got answers. You know, like. It wasn't just this this purgatory we were trapped in all summer. So I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Bob V is actually like the real deal. He's actually good because it's it's it seems like if he's gonna stay with the team, like I think he is, and if these other guys are out the door before he is, he's about to take on more and more power and about to like get comfortable in that role. And, and they're about to iron over some of the tension that's been there. It's just been like, okay, okay, the story came out. Everybody knows that we're tripping in here. Let's calm down here. Donnie's out of here now. Y'all got to know now that Bob is the guy, all right? It's not a secret anymore. It's not this, like, hush-hush thing anymore. Like, I'm sorry I kept it from y'all, but, like, Bob is the guy. And I think that's where we're going. And so you, you I, think – so there has been some reports that uh, Bob has parted ways – with the Mavs, but I don't think it's anything official. I didn't see anything official. It's and really I, I weird saying that people were saying this, saying that KLC was saying that. Saying yeah, that. it seemed like the logical thing. Like, okay, like you know, he's the kind of the villain in the story. He would be the one to go, but there hasn't been anything confirmed about him officially leaving. And I don't know if like. Because, you know, when Donnie left, Donnie's been with the franchise this whole time, and he kind of gave, like, you know, um, the Mavs Instagram page, gave him, like, thank you for your, you know, for serving, you know, the team and all that. I don't know if they can, um, if, if they do that, can they do it in a way that 
is very emphatic and be like, Hey, he's not with us anymore. Like he's not, I, I think that the fans want that more than anything, but also like if we're trying to replace Donnie, if we're looking for a new GM, GM to take over the word on, on throughout the league is no, G, no GM with um, like no qualified GM who is, who knows what he's doing and, you know, has is well-established is going to even give us a shot. If this Bob guy is still there, like, so how, like, you know, is, you know, Bob's connection with Mark Cuban so strong that even a new GM wouldn't like hurt his, you know, uh, power at all. Like, that's just really, as a Mavs fan, that's kind of terrifying. If like, Hey, after all that, you're still keeping this guy. Um, I, I hope that we just kind of, you know, officially get him gone. Um, because I feel like that then we can actually start, you know, rebuilding our front office and be like, okay, let's get a GM and we can move, then we can get a coach and things like that. But man, if that would, I'm sort of thinking, I don't know. I feel you. I want us to move on, but I also want us to really my hope for the team and what I think should happen at this point, what I think Cuban should do. I think he should hire Volgaris as the GM. Why? Just because we know he, we know that chaos and you fire Donnie. Chaos. Like the way I see it, it's two factions. There's two factions in this franchise. There's the Donnie and there's the Vulgaris side. But they're both making bad decisions. So like and Luca, Luca, Luca doesn't like either one. But he, no, he's really like at the top. Luca, and I think that he's leaning towards this side because Rick and Donnie are gone now. So Luca, so I mean, as much as Luca liked those guys, they weren't enough. I don't think he's leaning towards. I think Luca liked Donnie better because Donnie scouted him for since he was fourteen. Apparently, like they were pretty close, but that doesn't change the fact that Donnie hasn't done a great job building around him. That's what's tricky is like some of the after twenty eighteen, it's hard to tell who made what decision. Was it Donnie making the decision or was it? Because some, uh, I think, like, the, the DeLon Wright trade, when we, you know, the second year of Luca, like, that was apparently Volgaris's guy. Like, he was all about DeLon Wright, and that failed in, in, in you know, horrendous fashion. We really didn't give DeLon – you know what? I'm, I'm going to write down. We need to do a deep dive on DeLon Wright. I want to do it. Andrew's going to have his Donnie series. I want to have my DeLon Wright redemption <laughs> series. I don't. He, I really didn't get a fair shake in Dallas. Well, then he goes to Detroit or or Sacramento. They don't do much either. Like if you're yeah, not gonna true. get time on a bad team, you're not gonna get time on our team. So like, yeah. my 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 thing is, um, the the regardless of what like m- my impression of Donnie Nelson is like he 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 didn't like bring in great talent and and I think he he kind of, you know, wasted a lot of years. Everybody's saying he's wasted a lot of years of Dirk's career on, on, you know, as he was starting to kind of decline and, you know, they didn't take certain drafts seriously or like um, they make these, you know, these trades that, I don't know. It, it just seemed like that, that there was never uh, like a good understanding of talent. It was like, it's, it's like, Hey, I'm going to get this guy that fits well with our team. Maybe like on a character standpoint, maybe he's like a good guy. Maybe he's like a, you know, maybe we can have a little bit more control over this person. Cause we'll like grow him or whatever. Um, but I think there was less of like 
you know, oh, we need to find some talent. Like we need to, it seemed like anytime we brought in talent, it was like talent past their prime or past. There's so many, I kid you know, there's so many players that came in past their prime as like, oh, we got a bargain bin, Darren Williams. Oh, we got a bargain bin, Richard Jefferson. Oh, we got a bargain bin, Amari Stoudemire. Like I can go on and on and on. Years after we won. Um, (laughs) And then there's, you know, all the drafts that, you know, we had chances at getting good players or, um, I think I, I, I'm, I'm really glad we're going in a different direction with, without Donnie. I think Donnie kind of, uh, coasted off of, you know, working with Dirk and then getting Luca. I think he coasted off those two for a while, but beyond that, there were just some things that he just wasn't good at scouting or, or finding, um, when it came to building a team. So I just think, I think it's time to adapt and, and get somebody who know who has a better understanding of what, you know, what talent we need us beside Luca. So, yeah, I fully agree, dude. Like, I think you put it perfectly. Our team has been, our moves have been made with messed up priorities and not messed up priorities, like good priorities for, for the culture that they desired, I guess. And, and, you know, not inherently bad priorities, you know, prioritizing a person's character or their chemistry with the coach over their, you know, dribbling, you know, like that's not a terrible thing to prioritize, I guess. But if you're trying to win championships in a super competitive league with billions and billions of dollars on the line, like, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think, I think you're right. You know, we should, we should pick somebody focused more on basketball. Um, and yeah, and I think like point. these playoff these playoffs are an example of how how quickly a good team can rebuild. Like with um, I think the quick example is like you know Phoenix and Devin Booker like they had a talent some talent with Booker, but then once they get Aiton, people say they they struck out in that draft or whatever. But then they kept building and building and adding pieces to them, and now they're in the Western Conference Finals. And then you see teams like the Jazz who, you know, scout out these really good, you know, talented people to compliment um, somebody they drafted who turned into a, you know, maybe a superstar in Donovan Mitchell. So there's like that those two aren't um, destination markets. Like they're even less of a destination than Dallas, I would say, but for some reason they can figure out a way to get a good group of talent, team chemistry, guys that mesh together and guys that, you know, can win. Um, it just seemed that like there, there's like, I'm happy for those teams, but at the same time, I'm like, dang, like, I feel like if we got, if, if Luca had either of those rosters to work with, like he, we would be doing major damage, but, um, yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of when I knew like the league is like passing us by because of, because we're not making these, these type of moves. Yeah. We're, we're talking about moves right now. I think, um, I don't know. I think my my issue with Donnie was less the moves that were being made during the Donnie era, era, even though, you know, a lot of questionable ones and more with the with the chemistry. I think the chemistry thing was a bad look because in recent years. And and again, you know, it's up for debate whose responsibility it is, you know, Volgaris or Nelson. But in recent years, we made decent moves on paper. You know, I, I guess the Josh Richardson one's up for debate. Um, I, I mentioned when the trade first went down, actually, I think I tried to make this point, but I didn't, I didn't quite conceptualize it fully, 
but but Philly fans were kind of lukewarm on Richardson at the time. Um, I'm not going to say that we were like too high on him, but but I think that trades up for debate. But I think on paper it's a decent trade. You know, we on paper at the time it was a, it was a really good trade because we got defense in theory, the like KB a defensive trade, guard, a decent trade on paper in theory. Getting Harrison Barnes, I, I guess that's a Donnie trade. Um, that was yeah, we just free trade. agent. I guess it was technically a trade, but I think like free, yeah. yeah, I think with um, yeah. I mean, every every team has a has a trade that doesn't go as planned, but every ev- the the ones that hit different and feel like the stakes are re- the stakes just feel higher with Luca. So if you strike out and you're wasting Luca's time, that just doesn't look good. If you get like if you get the guy that's supposed to be his second star, like we were both like over the moon for women got KP, but he just hasn't been healthy. And, you know, he, he's just, you know, he will, he'll probably be traded more than likely, but I just don't know. It, it wasn't, it seemed like a great idea at the time. Um, but I don't know. I think that that'll be interesting thing too. Like how does the new GM handle KP? Do they, do they see like, Oh, is this something, is this like an asset we can just grow and, and find a way to fit with Luca? Or is it like, you know, let's send him out and as soon as we can, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where I'm at, but most people are saying like, "Hey, let's let's play half the season and then send him out." But I don't know. I, I it's just frustrating because you know that there's there's a lot of potential with Luca, and you know that there's you know all he needs is some some really good players around him to shoot and get rebounds and then like help out, so he doesn't have to do everything like he did in the Clippers series. Um, but that's kind of I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm. The, the theory is that he'll be replaced by um, Michael Finley, who has been uh, like alongside, you know, right, who has been with Mark Cuban um, in another basketball related role with the team. I just, part of me is like, is, is that going to be any better than what we have? I know that he was a player. I know he knows the game better. I, I, I mean, that's a yes, man. That's a yes, man. I th- that's what it, like after <laughs> yeah, all I this love, drama. Worst of Michael Finley, bro. I like, grew up. I dude, yeah. Michael Finley is awesome. Like I love Michael Finley, but I don't. If he's been like under, you know, Donnie's wing or whatever, or if he's like in all these war rooms with Don, like it just it, it makes me nervous when we hire internally, when the problem's been internal, and I'll, I almost feel like hey, we need to get somebody out from outside, bring them in, and then like. Uh, let them diagnose what they need to do. Um, yeah, just so I they don't. That's a good point because I I feel like Finley could be a yes man. Like, been, he's been with the franchise. I mean, it's, it's kind of like taking a, I don't know. It's like Stockholm syndrome, bro. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like you know predator kidnapping girls and then and then trying to like I, the, I, don't, the, I don't know some weird. I don't know if you need to go too far in that analogy. Where I'm going, see where i'm going yeah i i uh, can it's, it's a dark it, it, it's a that's not a relationship and part of this also is like is is mark cuban gonna back off enough to let this the the front office do their job you know can we just get you to sign the checks let us do the basketball part like let's just i don't know and i don't know if if, if they if if he sees this as like okay like maybe i do need to step back a bit and let them figure it out um I don't know. There is a theory 
uh, there was a rumor that um, former, I, I don't know if he's still the, the, the GM or whatever of the Raptors, Masa, uh, Masai Ujiri mm-hmm. could, could be interested in this job. And I would love that because I feel like he's built, he's built a team recently that won the championship. Like he found good talent. A lot of it was, you have like the Pascal Siakams, you have the Fred Van Vietz of the world. Like those guys were within their system. They built them up and they, they put them in, in, in places to succeed. So, I mean, if we can get a GM that's won recently, I say we should do that. That would be my choice. I love Michael Finley. He's he's my dude. But I really think we need to kind of look at, the, like at this from a, like, from another perspective. We need to bring outside thinkers into the Mavs so we don't repeat the same mistakes, I feel. Or just, you know, that's my... That's so your, so your GM power rankings right now are are Ujiri, Finley. I don't know who else would even. I I can't even. I don't know if people. So it, really, Ujiri, any other like experienced GM who happened, who's like maybe looking for a job, but who who's like got a, got a good resume. That's another and thing. I don't know many GMs, so I feel like I feel bad. Like I, it's not like a coach where like I see them on the sidelines, right? And like, oh yeah, I know his coaching style. I know his other stuff. Like. I don't really, really know many GMs that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Plus, like, I don't know if they broadcast that they're looking for a GM job while they're at a current GM job. And if they're not, like, I don't know the, the intricacies of that. I feel like I'm not really qualified to yeah, talk about it's it. It's one of those things, like, if you're not, like, if you if you have to ask, you, you're not, <laughs> yeah. not exclusive. I, I don't know the saying goes, but yeah, I, yeah, they're having, I, like, real high-key, low-key yeah i i just think yeah if if mark cuban can kind of say like i'm man like i I feel like i need to bring somebody in that i haven't been like you know micromanaging or 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 overseeing i need to bring someone who's won recently and uh just let them do their thing with our roster with our lineup and or, or with our you know how they build a team i would just rather see that than Michael Finley, just yeah. We should get somebody who's who can outmark Mark. That it's not exactly what you're saying, but it sounds like somebody who's like got enough talent. Well, Ujiri could be like, "Have you won a championship in the last nine years?" I guess you can technically say nine years because we won the championship ten years ago. But like, we won. He won the championship like what two years ago? Two three years ago. So like the and 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 if you're playing the long game, who knows? Maybe like. Maybe Kawhi wants to 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 go back come back to his dude. I don't know. That's more hey, of a stretch. He with the Clippers this year. He just might like he left the Raptors afterwards. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. If yeah, if, yeah. Anyway, um, I guess we kind of talked that one to death, and I don't really know as much about the GM situation as far as like how that works. Yeah. But I think we kind of do a smooth transition to Rick Carlisle. Man. He he's to my dog. He's uh he's been coach. He was the coach since 20, 2008. That is craziness to me. It's I, insane. I, it's insane. He's yeah. he gone. I'm a little annoyed by it. <laughs> but wow, what a what, what a an era. What a legend. I really I'm honestly surprised that it That was the bigger surprise to me. But it's but it's but it's been a it's been a ride and he's been he's done the damn thing for 13 years. 
He won yeah, us the championship. Shouts out to Rick, man. He, I, yeah, part of, I think my theory is why Rick left. Everybody says he has like a, you know, fractured relationship with Luca or whatever. Apparently Luca was like yelling at him during games and stuff like that. <laughs> but I can't, like the way that the season went down, the way that the series went down, he's got to see the writing on the wall. He's like, well, like apparently they're going to add more talent in the off season and I could stay and see if I can win with that. But if I don't win with that, who's first to go? It's not going to be Luca. It's not going to be, you know, any of the management. It's going to be me. I hope that's not what he was thinking. I think like, that I think he I saw know, the writing on the wall as an NBA coach. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I it's like, hey, I'm gonna break up with you. You're not breaking up with me. I already know. I already know this is gonna go down. Like, let me just let me just break up with you to save us all the trouble. Like, that's literally what it was. I think. Um, I think, and a lot of people are saying that he's he has like a, a way with players, or just in general, he's not like the most personable person in the world. Um, and that's rubbed some players the wrong way. That's you know that's uh, maybe that's what's made it harder for Luca to relate to him or whatever. But um, I don't know, man. I th- I thought for sure he would like at least try one more year and kind of see what, you know, what he can do. But to me, I think this, this year especially was probably the, the most stressful year he's had as a coach with all this COVID stuff and all the injuries. And I think, I wonder if coaching KP had had something to do with it. Is like coaching KP, is it like a headache to try to fit him into the offense slash like load manage him and all the, the other things that happen when you do rest him? To me, like if I'm a coach, that would get irritating. I don't know if that's if that has anything to do with it, but I'd rather go to a, a team with healthy players so they can play every game. Can you imagine how draining? <laughs> Just like so, we we've covered the Mavs all season. We've covered the Mavs for like three seasons now. Basically, yeah, four seasons really. Um, but <laughs> can you imagine coaching the team that we saw this whole year? Like having to be there and having to make those decisions. Like it must have been draining, especially if Luca actually was being like kind of a brat behind the scene. And and I could totally like. That though that report came out, I believe every word of that, bro. Like Lucas seems like, and and I don't know, like I, I'll I'll bring I'll criticize Luca in this way, and then and then MFFLs like I don't know, like you know, people will be like ah yeah, but you know like they'll kind of like they'll deflect a little slightly deflect when the when the when this discussion comes up. But he's a diva, bro. Like like he you could totally see him doing that. The way he behaves with the refs, the way he behaves with other players, um. Yeah, you you know some players are like that, and they and they have the utmost respect for their coach. Like some players are behaving like that for their coach, you know. But I don't think Luca's that. You know, I think Luca. I think Luca is like <laughs> he's 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 Luca. He's the man, and he's like he's like that with everybody. I'm assuming. I so, I like, feel it, like it, he. Mm-hmm. I think there was definitely an age gap, like communication wise, and I think that there are some things he just straight up disagreed with like, and because he is a 22 year old, I guess he is kind of childish at times. Like the way he, he like 
um, emotes that kind of came out as like yelling at him or I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just saying like part and then part of the stress on both of Luca and Rick is like, look at the talent I have to work with. Okay. Like second star is out half the time. And then I have, you know, these guys that are efficient one every three nights. If that, like I'm kind of at the mercy on whether my bench players are going to play well. And the Rick's like, man, like I, I sure hope, Bench players help play well around Luca. Like I don't know what I have to do to, you know, they're both working with a lack of talent after Luca. So I think that that might have boiled over in in a lot of these like, you know, yeah. he's like, hey, you need to get your players involved. I'm like, man, like look what look at what I got out here. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that I don't know if that's what the exact words were. That's my theory. no. Like Rick is totally a professional, and Luca is totally uh, just uh, like. He's 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 Mozart. He's just a one in a, he's just a one of a kind individual. And and Rick is like the structure. Like Rick, oh uh, yeah, like, he he knows what it he knows what's trying to get him to color that. inside the lines. He has it already. Like <laughs> I feel like Rick is Batman and 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 Lucas Superman. And <laughs> and it's just it's just a different. It's just a, they just don't have the, back in my the, day. Like yeah, they're both powerful, but they don't do things the same way. Yeah. They don't, they don't conquer the same challenges you know like it's just they're not totally compatible yeah you know? i think that's what that that's what the that's an, that's a, another good point the compatibility part of it is when we drafted luca we already had dennis smith jr and he was kind of that young guy that was on the um somewhat of a tight leash with with rick but when we got luca rick instantly realized like not even i can like keep this guy on a tight leash like if i do like I'm hurting the team and I'm hurting him if, if I keep him on a tight leash. So then the franchise like traded everybody around Luca so it could be his team and he can kind of do whatever he wants. But I think Rick, in a sense, is kind of a control freak. And he once he kind of loosened that grip, it was hard to get it back. It was hard, it's hard to be like, all right, Luca, I know we normally I know you normally run that play or whatever, but I need you to kind of do like this play when we're, you know, in this situation. I feel like that's what it was. The more that the more amazing that Luca played, it's harder to be like, hey, Luca, you needed to rein it in. I need you to. And I feel like some nights he did, like on a night where he had like 30 at halftime or something like that against the Bulls. I promise you, Rick was in the in, you know, in the halftime was saying, like, hey, like. I need you to pass to other people. Like we need to get involved or else you're going to, you know, you know, you're not going to win it by yourself. So in the ne- the second half, he drops like 15 assists, something stupid like that. I, I, I'm not, I'm just kind of recalling it off memory, but I think like <clears throat> you can tell like throughout the season, there were times where like hashtag free Luca, like he, he like he needed to, to, to cook to, for us to win. And then there are other times where you could tell where Rick was like, all right, like, you know, let's, let's do it you know, kind of do your own thing, but like, let's do it within the system or what with like get these people involved or whatever. So I think it was kind of coming to a boiling point. Like after this off, after this postseason, like, again, like Luca's going insane. I, I Rick is like, well, like, I, I don't know how much more I can control this. Game. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know what to, and if you lose Luca, like it's pretty much Luca's team and he does whatever he wants, which is, is, is a bad thing. If you're just, over overall um but it could be like the right coaches manage that the right way and humble their players like hey like i know you're amazing i know you're great but we need everybody to be on the same page to win and you need to get on that page like so i think it just caught harder and harder to do that is my theory 
Yeah, I hope I hope that's that's the scenario. I hope it was just a incompatibility thing. I hope you know, like I don't know, Rick's not a babysitter. Rick's not. He's not used to working with guys that are that young, <laughs> that much responsibility on a team. You know, like partially because yeah. we had terrible draft so, picks too. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully it's it, it was that, and hopefully it wasn't a thing where like. Oh, well, you don't like Luca, so we have to do something, Rick. Like, are you gonna like? Uh, how about this? How about you just leave, and then you know we'll get you. We'll help you get a job somewhere else. We'll tell them. We'll you know we'll reference you the situation. You get a job somewhere else. That's the thing. Like Rick knows. Rick knows. Like, Rick, you. We we love you, man, and you're a great coach. But but we got this kid, and you yeah. know we can't lose him. So right, yeah, it's either <laughs> you or him. Like we already you already know what we're gonna do. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Rick is on the he's probably the most uh most desirable coaching candidate right now like yeah. he knows it too like he's built up a reputation i'm like part of me like is sad to see him go but part of me is like man i i, I kind of want to see what he does if like he goes to the celtics or the the bucks yeah. even like what does he do when you've got talent what does he do when he has talent and defensive players on his team like i i i i would have a hard time rooting against rick oh um, yeah yeah as much as i hate on rick <laughs> i um man i'm hoping the best for him like yeah it'd be so amazing to see him rebuild the celtics and yeah win cool. maybe even win with the cell if you if rick carlisle i mean he's got talent him, <laughs> there i would like i don't think any mass fans would be pressed over that you know like that would be pretty amazing and and rick deserves it bro like he won with the mavericks who are you know, he, he basically brought this franchise to prominence. I'm not going to call this a marquee franchise or anything, but the Celtics certainly are one. He, yeah, he, he, he made the Mavericks like he relevant. He built them to something respectful. Like, yeah, they've been kind really of in a – they've got a lot of talent, but they can't put it together. So I wonder if he could be the guy to kind of right the ship um, since he did play for the Celtics. Um, so now the question is who, who should replace Rick Carlisle as a Mavs head coach? And we might do some more speculation when when Coon comes back. But I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on like who are there any candidates that jumped out at you? Yeah, I'm not a huge. Uh, I I anticipate Andrew or our Goon. I anticipate he had a few other ideas. He probably thought about this a little more than me. Like when it comes to the personnel, like coaching, I just think from a fan's perspective, I don't know basketball that much. It's hard for me to like look at a guy and be like, yeah, okay, I saw him do that with that team. He'll be good with this team. It's, it's just it's hard for me to look at guys and be like, you know. I don't know, guys like Mike D'Antoni, like, I would be like, sure, like, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, he's he's coached. He's not, you know, he's not a good playoff coach, but, like, neither was Rick. Like, he, like if we got somebody like that who's just a guy that's just – he's coached before and he's, you know, I, w- I wouldn't be pressed. You know, I would – and and I would be hopeful, actually, even if we got just an average name, an average guy that's just not working right now. Like, so I, my, my hopes – you know, I, I don't have super, super high expectations for who we're going to get. I personally wanted Coach K, Mike Shashevsky, bro with the crazy name. Ben informed me that he still has one season left with Duke, and I was mad to hear that. And he's probably he's got some administrative role set up for him after that. So yeah, he's a Duke guy. He probably has no interest in the NBA. Probably had you know he's probably stuck around in college for this long because he you know because he knows <laughs> the demons that lie in organizations like ours. <laughs> so, <you know. 
Yeah, I don't think he'd want to hop into ours after what's been going yeah. on. Yeah, uh, I I would like to see some maybe a college coach with um with some like it would be fun to see somebody outside of um just the NBA coaching sphere to, to jump in and give it you know to see a fresh face in there um for the NBA. I would, you know that's always cool to me. Um, even if Rick, even if Mark got some Bitcoin guy and was like. <laughs> No, coach the Maverick. Like, I would be obviously I, that I would I would predict the outcome to be worse than if he got a Mike D'Antoni or a you know a Van Gundy. If he got I don't think a, it'll go that far. Like, if I, I would be um you know if he got a Bitcoin guy, I would at least be like, all right, well at least we're at least you know we're we have a vision, and that would be the wrong vision. That's like. Yeah, I, I could just he, I could just see like this dork like on the sidelines like trying to calculate his his Bitcoin profits or whatever, and he'd be like, "Oh, yeah. I guess there's a basketball <laughs> game going on." Yeah, Luca, like, shoot the J. Some stats guy, some Bitcoin guy. Like, we don't need that. Okay, well, we don't need that. But I guess what we need, I would kind of say, is we need a, sh- a a different feel from Rick. Rick was like this this you know hard hardcore uh, do what I say very not not super personable and like you know you might call him old school or whatever right i think we need the opposite of that we need to bring in somebody who's younger has newer ideas who you know um is personable and and can get along with players you know regardless and i think that that's my maybe that maybe rick this whole time was partially why we didn't get big free agents because maybe they didn't mesh with him or they didn't know him like that. Hundred percent, man. I wouldn't be shocked if I don't Rondo. Like it, that's not why. Who's still productive in this league? Like, no, no. You keep picking the bad versions of what I'm talking about. I mean, we get guys who, who <laughs> prosper on other teams and they and they aren't good. With don't us. like you know like that that happens too, and, and we're afraid you know like. It's it's a blemish on our franchise, but I think that's Rick. <laughs> I think I think well, you know, he might be a factor in that. I you know, I, I think I, I, I wouldn't. So like the the leading candidate to get this job is Jamal Mosley, who is a, an assistant coach with the Mavs. He um, won a game while Rick was out with the COVID or something against the I think the Hornets, if I remember correctly. So that was. Um, that's what all the Mavs Twitter wants. They want Mosley. They want him. And partially why is because he has a really close relationship with with Luca. Like him and Luca practice before every game. Uh, like they are, they have really good camaraderie. So that's like top priority. Really, is just like do they do they fit with Luca? Are they going to be, you know, are, is the coach and Luca going to be on the same page? And I think like I think he's going to be able to communicate better to Luca than Rick ever was um, able to. Now, that's kind of, I kind of hope that's what happens. That's kind of my ideal scenario because also it's been brought up that uh, Mosley has been around for like, he was in Denver with Mello. He was in uh, Cleveland right when they got Kyrie. And he like, he, so he's got all of these like young stars, right? You know, when they were figuring out who they were, he was there. So, I this think his resume is ridiculous. He's only forty-two years old, and he's got he's done yeah. all that. That's crazy. I didn't so, Mello. I th- I think like he had he checks all the boxes, which is really crazy. So I hope that 
whether it's Michael Finley, which it probably will be, or somebody, Masai Ujiri. I hope Masai Ujiri is listening to this podcast right now. A super obscure, friendly neighborhood mass podcast. I hope he like is is hearing out that Jamal Mosley's the guy. I can see other um, how other coaches might fit, and I can you know I can talk myself into them. But beyond Mosley, I I don't think there's there's a much better option. Um, the other options have been uh, supposedly candidates like Terry Stotts, who was just with the Blazers. Um, he uh, he was actually on the Mavs title team. Like he was on the coaching staff for the title team before he went to the Blazers. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that might be some of the same stuff that we get with Rick. I don't know if that would be much of a, a you know, change of pace or whatever. That's how I feel about Mosley, though. Like, isn't Mosley just a yes man too? Like, I don't know. That I I, I like Mosley just because he's he's like the only reason I like Mosley really is because Lucas endorsed him. And so in, in whatever Luke at this point with this franchise, not as stable as we thought it's, it's a, it's a LeBron situation. It's, it's a player GM situation to, to me. I think that's the only way for us to go forward because our front office is trash. So it's a player GM situation. You know, if, if Luca likes him, then let's go with him. And if Luca has experience with them and is good working, right. with him, let's go with him. Well, the not other like, part but, of it, but if, he's, but if we're just going to bring the next guy up, then, no, I, then, then I, l- 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 let's 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 at least back it up with some with you know and i'm so, glad to hear that luca likes him because yeah luca likes him but also like players from other teams like him so like apparently after every game like there's somebody on the other side that is dapping it up with mosley at the end of the game that could help like maybe one of those guys is a free agent maybe like i think that how much nicer does this look for to you know from the outside looking in if you're a free agent be like oh mosley's my dude like him and paul george go back or him him and Kyrie yeah. go away but like all of a sudden we become a lot more uh you know we, we just look a lot better because yeah. i think that players want to play for mosley in a different way than they did want to play for rick so i think that could be you know if we can get that I think that can be a big selling point in free agency. Like, hey, like we're going a new direction. Mosley's our guy, and he we're gonna try something new, and he wants you to be a part of you know this new this new Maverick, new look Mavs or whatever. Hopefully, that's the move. But it, in the uh, the other options, other than Terry Stotts, we have Becky Hammond, who's with the San Antonio Spurs. She's apparently like similar like hardcore which i mean she she built up she was built up in the spurs system and i wonder if the, how that would mesh with luca i feel like is is he going to like um <laughs> is she going to keep him in check basically <laughs> does that make sense like you know i don't know like <laughs> that's a spicy ooh you know what like uh, I hate to make it about gender, bro, but for the first female head coach, that's a hell of a job to take on. You know, <laughs> like, I like, you know, not like not to be weird. Like Luca, who's who's got a who's got a rep a reputation. Who's got like a like a maybe of being like, maybe a diva, a diva or whatever. A bit of a diva that might be tough for him. Button head. Like in in San Antonio, you don't get no divas. You don't have to deal with no attitudes or or, or moods or whatever. Like yeah. they they make sure to get the most robotic, emotionless type of players. And when they and they got Kawhi, they thought he was a robot. Kawhi's a diva. And, 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 
a diva bot work out with them and not only did it not work out it was a it was a chaotic mess so i like, i think i can i can talk myself into it as like a, a like historic hire obviously that's great but in the end she has to mesh with luca she has to you know they, they have to you know yeah, I'd be concerned about that. And fans, like, I don't want, I don't want fans being mean to her, bro. Like, she played, she was on the Spurs. She's a female. Like, I don't want fans being mean to her and like more pressure going. Like, uh, I, I don't know. It, really, the, her being on the Spurs is kind of like, I don't know. There's already a few reasons why it just seems like a bad look. Um, yeah, I don't, I, would I don't love know to if see her be like that would be sick if we got the first female head coach. That like, would be that cool would be though. A huge step for just sports. And like it would be such a big deal, and like, and she would. But I don't want to do it because job. it's a. Like, she's, a she's been at the Spurs. So yeah, long, like, she's know. built up her resume. She has every right to be a head coach. I just don't want it to be a PR move. I want it to be like the right move for us. Yeah. So I can I can see the Mavs being like, oh, let's do this PR move to distract people from the crap that you know they, you know, our front office has been through or whatever. So. I think she should she should work with the Spurs. She should move up after pop leaves all right that that would be sick that would be cool but like who knows when pop's gonna leave antonio all the respect of that franchise yeah it would not be any like you know oh who's the new coach oh we got uh becky from from south texas or you know like there wouldn't be this thing with luke i'm sure luke is not that much of a douche but like (laughs) you know there wouldn't be a thing like that you know because because she is like a god over there already so goddess you know, i think i think that's yeah i i i had hoped that that's what she's going for anyway yeah i'm sure that's her goal but yeah. I, if if pop is like if he has no intention of doing it anytime soon and she's got opportunities that she thinks she has shot at i can totally see her going i i think yeah. she might be going for the blazer job too i could be wrong but oh, yeah. hmm. um so what there's this other one that is <laughs> Apparently nobody on Maps Twitter wants, which is uh, Jason Kidd coming from assistant coach or one of the coaches with the Lakers. People are not not so not so crazy about that. Wow. But that, dude, like, that'd be another PR move. Oh, we brought a member of the championship team to coach the I don't think that's the right move. I don't know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't hate it. I mean Steve Nash is coaching the He's co- he's he's his first year coaching the Nets. I mean, he's about to get bounced, but, <laughs> but it's not really his fault. You know that they've had injuries and all that. But you know, players can coach, and and players could be a good player coaches. Like like, uh, you know, if we got Jason Kidd in there, he might he might be a that might be a good chemistry move with Luca. Uh, I don't I don't I'm not I don't I wouldn't bet money on it. I wouldn't predict that you're on mute, dog. Um, Oh, do you th- do you think that <laughs> do you think that similar? Qu- I can't have to keep on asking this question. Do you think he would mesh with Luca? Do you think that Luca's gonna met like respect Jay Kid and be like, oh, like he? I don't think he really knows about Jay Kid like that. I don't think like I don't think he does either. I don't think he has the same amount of reverence that we do for him. But I I do feel like the fact that they were that they're both point guards young, that they're both basically prodigies and that you know they're both stars and champions i'd hope that that would be like a thing where they'd be on the same if jason kidd goes in and he's like look i want to win championships like and then luke is like look i want to win championships too and they're both on that 
and they both kind of share that uh that source of motivation and and you know just confidence if they share that then i think that they're you know like there could be some good chemistry but yeah luke really luke is from europe he he doesn't know like he's not a part of this culture like he's yeah not that deep into the basketball culture like you said he doesn't know jason kidd like that you know, like they don't. I, I just don't know. That. Like, this sounds bad. I don't know if there's like anything Jason Kidd could tell him that would be like that would unlock anything. I don't. Maybe defensively, maybe he can help him get better defensively. But like, he's already doing like J Kid passes. Like, he's already like doing all this stuff. I just wonder. J Kid would probably like. like I think he could have the respect of the type stuff. Like, maybe he would just let Luca play basketball, or you know, maybe, maybe he, would, he would listen to Luca and and like let Luca I I don't think it's a terrible move um again like sort of like how I said before like taking a taking a guy with an average coaching resume uh and putting him up there I don't think that that would be a disaster because we haven't done anything anyway like it, it can't be it can't be that much worse than what's oh, happened dear. already like, that's that's why that's why Jason that front office. Than, than putting KP in the corner and, and oh, I don't know it can't be that much again. worse no I think uh I think it's it's a rumor. I don't think it's it says uh, people are just saying that like they're trying to get his name out there just yeah. so he can you know get interest from other teams. But what about uh, Charles Barkley? Oh man, he's talking about leaving leaving a uh, ENT. <laughs> no way. Hey, we'll let we'll let you talk about San Antonio's big women all you want here here in Dallas, bro. What? I mean, I don't, is that I'm why he's kidding. leaving? He said, "Yeah, yeah. Did you see? He um, no, oh, man, I'm he, not. And he specifically brought up that that stupid big women bit <laughs> that they have on on a show where they where they basically, for those that don't know, like uh, it, it's a it's a recurring joke with with Barkley. Once San Antonio gets brought up, he talks about the big women in San Antonio and how they have a reputation to have it. They really it's not even a stereotype of San Antonio. That's a joke that they made up, but." they apparently he's been asked to not make that joke anymore <laughs> he's been asked to like kill that bit totally and he says that in in i forget if he said a year he said pretty soon he's going to retire because because he's tired of people telling him what he can and can't say and that like that was like that was a big that was like a big the thing straw that broke the camel's back anymore. like, like that, that's i mean like you're that. not going to be talking about san antonio much longer like they're they're going to be in the lottery. Like they're going to be terrible. I don't know if that's the leg to stand on, but yeah, yeah. That's just him. I, I get it. I would love, your, I would I love Charles Barkley to be a coach. What are you saying? I'd love Charles Barkley to be our coach. I know it makes no sense whatsoever, but I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe his post game interviews would be hilarious. <laughs> Play terrible, terrible. Luca was great. Everyone else was terrible. <laughs> Honestly, that would be <laughs> awesome. If <you> talk about <laughs> and he didn't even if he like barely, barely coached, and he just let them coach, like let the players coach, do let Luca player coach, and then he just like was the was like the ceremonial coach. Yeah, like he's just standing there to to uh, look good for the cameras. So like, okay, before before we kind of close, I want to kind of mention this one more thing. So yesterday, Dirk Nowitzki, the goat announced that he was rejoining the Mavs to be a special advisor to the organization. And apparently him, Mark Cuban, and a few other trusted advisors, trusted people, like got together to figure out what the... He's, he's going to 
I'll, he's going to help figure out the GM and then, you know, have a say in the coach also. So, um, the, apparently the, the Mavs hired like a, a firm to look, look for a coach, like a GM or a, and, and I guess the Mavs, uh, new since the brain trust originally was Donnie, Rick, Mark Cuban and Dirk back in the day. Now it's Dirk returning Mark Cuban staying for who knows how long. And then you have, let's figure out who the other two are going to be like, who are we going to get for GM? Who are going to get to get for head coach. So what do you think about Dirk returning in an advisory role? I love it. I love it. I was hating on the other yes men we brought up in the pod, but I love it. And it's because Dirk, Dirk, I feel like Dirk is not, he's not a, uh, he's not petty. He's not some visionary. He's not some ego guy. He's not some big thinker like Mark trying to like build the next thing, or he's not trying to cut corners to like, you know, find the next little thing he could hedge you know he's not he's not that kind of guy so and, and that's good to have somebody like that to, to bring <laughs> i feel like he might he there's probably been a lot of moments a lot of moments where he's brought cuban back down to earth and and i bet that's probably why he's on that's th- i mean think about it like what other reason would you have dirk there like like that's it you know i'm sure there have been scenarios where the whole room they're in a meeting and it's like Oh, well, well, this is the thanks I get. Like, I've been here for eight hours. And you look, we've been talking about this for 30 minutes. I, everybody, let's just take another break. And then Dirk walks in the room and, and everyone's like, oh, Dirk's here. Dirk's here. Hey, Dirk. And he's like, oh, hey, guys. I just uh, left my charger here. <laughs> everyone's like chilling. And then he leaves the room and then like they go right back to yelling. I bet that that's happened so many times. And, and it's just gotten to the point where it's like, look, let's just have Dirk in the room with us. <laughs> let's just have him here with us. I just hope that Dirk's in a, uh, like you said earlier about Finley, I hope he's not there as a yes man capacity. Like I don't want Dirk to be like explaining to the fans, like why the Mavs are doing this. Like, Oh, and I signed off on it. I think we should do this because Mark said this or whatever. Um, I think partially (laughs) I just hope Dirk's like, Hey, like I don't want you to jack up like Luca's, future the way you jacked up my like last 10 years of my career okay like we're not that's not happening with luca like me and luca are tight and that's another reason why i think it works because luca and dirk are tight so i think he maybe luca could be like hey like tell tell cuban to stop doing whatever that is i don't know whatever he might be doing um i think that's that's kind of uh we'll kind of see who they who they uh, end up picking for this GM role. And then apparently on top of that, JJ Barea is also looking for a coaching job with the Mavs. I can see that working out really well. That's kind of a JJ. Yo, and just... JJ. <laughs> I would hire him as head coach. I would, bro. I'm, I'm coach. <laughs> this is why I'm a, an accountant and not a <laughs> working in sports or anything competitive, but <laughs> I would dead hire JJ. Yeah, but this is uh, that'd be another move where like Luca loves JJ, like they're bros. Like it's another person that can speak Spanish to Luca. Like it's another person that gives him the player perspective, but also like, hey, like you need to, you know, maybe chill out and like let coach whoever it is do their thing. I think that's if if JJ can't be on the team, having him there as a coach is, I think huge huge um just to have more like veteran leadership in a way um but after these the we had the uh 
Donnie leaving, that's a subtraction. We have Rick leaving that subtraction. Potentially an addition with Dirk coming on and maybe JJ coming on. Do you think we're heading in the right direction? Or or I think, yeah, are, are we heading in the right direction? Or are these – Because well, I should say this. A lot of people are saying, like, this Dirk coming back is kind of like a PR move to kind of, like, you know, make people forget about how horrendous these past, you know, the, the early – um, days of this past week had been. And I think that, yes, that's partially probably what it is, but I think on another level, I think it's something much needed for the franchise to get, you know, have his voice there and all this other stuff. So do you think like we're, we're heading in the right direction or, or are we kind of, I, I don't know. What do you think? I think so. I think we are. I think we're heading in the right direction. I think, Rick leaving as sad as it is, as much as everybody loves Rick and as, you know, and as bittersweet as we are, how this last year went, like, it's good that it's good that we're moving on from those guys, you know, like, like this team, the Mavericks have been the Mavericks as we know them for so long. And, and we're, it's time for something new and, and it might not be what we, what it, what we are imagining, but it's something that we haven't imagined yet. It's something that we can't imagine. Like, Think about how the Warriors became the Warriors. The Warriors might they're they're right next to the Lakers now as a franchise. When we were kids, like the, the way that it was like the Warriors, like like who gives a they're the Warriors, you know, like, like yeah, I guess they're cool sometimes. Like, you know, they were just the Warriors, but now they're this epic franchise. That's where the Mavs can go. And, and it's not gonna be with them. It's just not. And in in MFFLs, it's hard for us to understand that just because like we've seen them win before and we've seen them be good and we've seen them draft and and develop legends but that's not that's not quite enough and 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 so we have to make moves and 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 stuff has to get shaken up so i think this is a good thing uh i'm glad that like i said before the way i'm conceptualizing and consuming all this new news i'm seeing it as two different factions i'm seeing it as the bob v side bob v and cuban side versus the donnie and rick paradigm there's these two paradigms and there's 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 been a cold war within the organization and I think now we're transitioning now instead of like, you know, people, people siding with Donnie and, and Rick and feeling bitter about Cuban and, and V. Now that like this size, you know, those two spearheads of that paradigm are out and the people who believed in Donnie and Rick, they have, they're going to have to adjust the paradigm. I hope that, you know, Cuban doubles down on this Bitcoin uh, innovative. I hope he double whatever his silly, whatever is, I think it's stupid, but whatever. <laughs> But whatever is his idea he has, I hope he goes for it and doesn't half-ass it and have yes men like just telling him to keep loafing along. Like, like, like there's gotta be some pressure made, you know. So yeah. I think yeah, we're I'm, moving in the right direction. I think we're moving in the right direction. We'll see how the coaching goes. We'll but, see. Yeah. we yeah. I think it's all it it to me it's like TBD. Yeah. It's TBD until we confirm that Bob is gone. That is when I'm like, okay, we're starting to make the right, you know, obviously Rick and Donnie are big moves in another direction, but if Bob is still there, then what does that look like with Bob was in in the war room while the rest of the staff was watching on zoom. Bob is the guy, like Bob is the guy, dude. (sighs) And I'm afraid, I'm afraid of the shadow DM, you know? So I'm sort of like, let him, let's take him out take him you know come out the closet bob come out the closet like just yeah be the GM if you're the gm just i like GM. we're not gonna like it but we'll get used to it 
and and we have lucas so we're like we, we'll, we'll tolerate it and and if you're as smart as you say you are we'll believe in you if you win if bob won if we bob won if it took us to the conference finals next year don't don't if, even. If mark cuban was like look fans y'all gonna be mad at me but look me and bob have been hooking up he's the he's the he's the gm and he's my boyfriend and, and no. he's Luca's boyfriend and he's and he's Luca's real father no if, if all oh that came God. out and no we won a conference that. finals all the fans <laughs> would love Volgaris in in one year's time and I, you, you know what when i think when i hear he's a no when i hear he's a gambler i think i i automatically think of like Chappelle show when they're doing like the 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 dice uh olympics or whatever or the dice <laughs> i mean clickety clack like that like to me like he's clickety clacked like too many times and he should be out you know like yeah. you haven't hit on anything yeah. like you're done dude like you know take he's like ashy larry or whatever his name was he needs to just take his stuff yeah, and go home yeah. um yeah as long and short if he's if he's still around i don't i don't know if we can definitively say we're in a different direction um but let's say he is out i and i i think you know that that's where we really start start making these moves and kind of like you said like with the warriors or or with these teams that were on the verge like they had some talent they had mark jackson for like a few years and then all they needed was to switch it up with steve kerr and then next thing you know they're just getting rings left and right so i think much like uh in that same case i don't think rick was the was the coach for luca to win him a championship i think this is like you know until you find the right one, then you know what's meant to be. Like, you know, we, we're we about don't... to get our Steve Kerr, bro. And, and I hope we, so. We, we might not like him at first because we love Rick so much, but like, we're going to, there's going to be a new Rick. There's going to be a new Rick. And we, you know, like, there I'm just, is. we, I, I, it, it hadn't really occurred to me. It might be. For, for, <laughs> if it is, okay, think about it this way. For 13 years, we've only known Rick as the coach. So I think if like Jamal Mosley or even anybody like, let's just say Jamal Mosley, let's say Jamal Mosley takes over. I think we're going to see a whole different like energy for the team. I think just in general, I think it'll just be like, all right, now we can have some fun maybe. Or like, I don't, I don't yeah. know. If, I don't think if that's what it's it. Dead ass. I, it's going to be good. It's it'll gonna, look different. I, I really don't think we can go wrong with the code. With this I just code. say it'll look different. I don't know if it'll be like that necessarily, but I think like, you'll be surprised on how like, Oh, a coaching change can, can switch off how like that yeah. maybe, maybe somebody like KP like has a better role or maybe like people that, you know, the Josh greens and the Tyrell Terry's of the world that didn't get any playing time. Maybe this next coach is like, Oh yeah, y'all are coming off the bench and we're, we're, you know, we're running like a, I don't know, crazy yeah. offense with y'all. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I think there's just a lot of, a lot of new possibilities and hopefully within the next week, because I think the the draft lottery is sneaking up on us soon, which doesn't really matter because the Mavs don't have a draft pick. But, you know, after the Kemba-Al Horford trade, I just hope that we can kind of get this GM situated, get this coach comfy, and then, all right, let's start making moves. Everybody but Luca is up, up whatever you want. You can <laughs> – yeah, but – unfortunately yeah yeah but i think that's what we need i I, and i i'm excited and uh i'm more excited now that dirk's dirk's back so uh do you have anything else i think we kind of hit on everything no just just 
uh, it's gonna be exciting. If we, uh, it's this is an exciting time to be a Mavericks fan. Like it, it, it might, it might be scary, but yeah, you can't say it's boring. So yeah. I'm thankful for that because there have been some moments this season that were straight boring. It's the so. most stress, yeah, this is the most stressful week I would say of Mavs history for me. Yeah, yeah, so because so it, much it, change, so much unknown, um, and I think you know. It's, it's watching been, history wow. in the in the in the wildest part hasn't even happened yet. Like yeah, it, once we so get it's, so it's it's exciting. Yeah, we're we're on the cusp. We're on the cusp. Um, well, th- thank you guys for listening. Uh, we've been buckets and beyond. You can check us out on Instagram at buckets and beyond, and on Twitter at buckets beyond. We are out of here. Peace out. Adios.